Thank you for downloading the podcast. We believe the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Message in tongues. Lift your hand up. Let me see real quick. Miss Pat, give that out real quick, if you will. Well, the way has been made, the way into the realm of the Spirit, the way into things that are unknown to most, that the Word reveals and the Spirit brings forth. So press in. Press in with your heart. Go beyond the understanding of the mind and enter into the understanding of the Spirit realm that the Word will afford you, and you'll see that your faith will rise. It'll rise to new levels that you've never known before. It'll rise and cause you to enter into blessings that you've never dreamed of. So even this night, make a decision. I will enter in. I will receive that which belongs to me. I will blaze new paths for myself in the spirit realm and see all that I desire come into my hands. For this is the desire of the Lord for you. Hallelujah. You can grab your Bibles real quick and turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians, thank you, Doc. Ephesians chapter 6. We're studying the subject of prayer here in our Sunday night service. And I was really thrilled how the Lord began to move at the end of the service this morning knowing that I was going to pray on praying, uh, speak or teach on praying in the Spirit tonight. Amen. Now we know Ephesians chapter 6, speaking of the weapon of our warfare, uh, all of the mighty weapons that God has given us, the armor of God, everybody say the armor of God. But now down at the end of that, because I don't want to get into that because I have to teach on all of that. We'll come back and teach on that later. But down in verse 18, it says, at the end of it, it says, Praying always, everybody say always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Let me read that again. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Notice the term now, in the Spirit. Notice that's capital S. Do you see that? That means praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, if you will, go to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Then we're going to go to the book of Romans, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, let's just begin there with verse 2. Then we'll go down to another verse or two later. But now notice verse 2 says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit. Notice the term, in the Spirit. Now that's not talking of the Holy Spirit. That's talking of in the Spirit realm. Notice the small s in your Bible. In the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. Everybody say mysteries. Now, let me read that again because there's a couple of things you need to see there. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Now, this is not speaking about a language other than, quote, your mother tongue. Mother tongue would be something classified as the language that you were taught when you grow up. Most of us, it's English. I know there may be several in here that you grew up speaking Spanish, and English is a second language to you. Others that grew up speaking English and Spanish may be a second language to you. But anything that is a second language to you, if you speak it, you understand it. Not only do you understand it, there would be others that understand it. Are, are you with me? 
But now notice what this is saying. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. So we can say it like this. No man understands, but God understands. Let me say that again. No man understands, but God understands. Now, if you will, go over to verse, go over to verse 14. This will help you. It says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding or my mind or my intellect is unfruitful. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me read that in the Amplified. Amplified says this. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, small s, then by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. You say, what do you mean? In speaking or praying in tongues, it doesn't help people that may be around you. It helps you. You're speaking not unto them, but you're speaking unto God. I've been around prayers that have been prayed that bless me, that were prayed in the, in the, in the natural, in the understanding. Somebody would pray a prayer to open a service or pray a prayer of invitation for getting people to come forward and get saved, and it would be a great blessing. You would understand it. But when people pray in the Spirit, we don't understand. You don't understand. We don't understand unless God gives you understanding. There's been times when I've prayed in the Holy Ghost and the Lord give me understanding. We'll uh, look at that at a later date where there are times when you can ask God, what am I praying about? What is the interpretation of what I am praying about? But here it's talking about praying in what? An unknown tongue. The initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost is the ability to speak in a language you have not learned. Intellectually, there is no grasp of that language. It is by the Spirit. Everybody say, by the Spirit. Now, what it means by the Spirit is this. You have yielded to the Holy Spirit within your human spirit. One of the ways to get to know your human spirit, and it is important you get to know your human spirit, because God does not speak to your mind. His Word speaks to your mind. He Himself personally speaks to your human spirit. It's called the inward witness. It's called the still small voice. It's called the voice of the Lord. There are all kinds of definitions in the Word of God, but God, many times people that don't even know that God is talking to them, they call it their conscience. I've heard people say this, but before they got saved, they would do something they knew was wrong, and they would say something like this, my conscience bothers me. My conscience is bothering me. That's because you did something you knew that was wrong, and because of that, God was communicating on the inside of you in your spirit. Well, if you'll pray in the Spirit, or by the Holy Ghost, you will become more and more familiar with who you really are, which is a spirit being. Now, think about how familiar you are with your human flesh. I mean, how much time do we spend taking care of our flesh? Feeding it, dressing it, putting it to bed, waking it up, entertaining it, making it comfortable. How much attention do we give to our mind? Educating, we've been playing, uh, what is the little show we've watched, brain games, and then Leah's gotten on the computer and we're finding these brain games, we're exercising our brains, getting our brains, you know, so we won't be stupid. <laughs> so we'll have strong brains, amen, we give a lot of attention to our brains, but just think, you're not a body, you're not a mind, you are a spirit, 
And if you want to know God, the best way to know God or to hear from God is to continually stay in contact with your human spirit. Then you'll know when God's speaking to you. You won't think it thundered. You won't think, you know, I'm having some kind of a a dream because I ate the wrong tacos at Taco Bell. Are you with me? Now let's go to Romans real quick. Romans chapter 8. This is where we wanted to end up. We want to look at a couple of scriptures before we get to the most misused scripture in the Bible. Don't you want to see what that is? Now notice what it says in verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit, capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, now in the King James it says itself. I always scratch that out and put himself. Because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not an it. Just like you're not an it. Amen? That's Adam's family. Remember cousin it? Anyway. Or not go there. Himself, not itself. The Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, that's not a very good translation. The word groanings is the word glossolalia in the, in, in the Greek. We know that the New Testament was written in Greek. That word literally means a language not embraced by the intellect. A, a language not spoken by human learning. A language initiated by the Spirit. Hallelujah. A spiritual language. That's why when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, the evidence of it is speaking in other tongues. The disconnection of the tongue from the intellect and everything else the tongue would connect itself to and the connection of the tongue, now now stay with me, the connection of your physical tongue to your human spirit where the Holy Spirit abides. So your spirit, by the Holy Spirit, prays in tongues. Your spirit, by the Holy Spirit, Praise in a tongue you do not learn. You don't go, so I'm going to go to Galveston College and, and sign up for the, for the tongue-talking class. <laughs> well, they don't have one. Amen. No, no, by faith, we're saved. Now, now let, me, let me stop there just for a minute. Jesus said in John chapter 14, of the Spirit, teaching on the Holy Spirit, He said, the Holy Spirit shall be in you and shall be with you. Twofold. Everybody say twofold. Twofold working of the Holy Ghost. Now, here's the big fight. The big fight that has taken place between, quote, the Pentecostal nation and the other denominations that believe in the new birth. Uh, the Baptist denomination believes it. Thank God for the Baptist. They preach the new birth every way it can be preached. Uh, there are a couple of other de- denominations that are strong on preaching the new birth. But especially between the Baptists and the Pentecostals, there has been this argument. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Pentecostal talking to a Baptist. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes, the Baptist answered, I have the Holy Ghost. Pentecostal says, do you speak in tongues? The Baptist says, no, I don't speak in tongues. The Pentecostal says, well, then you don't have the Holy Ghost. The Baptist says, yes, I do. The Pentecostal says, no, you don't. The Baptist says, yes, I do. Who's right? The Baptist is right. The ba- every person that has the Holy Ghost, that is born again, has the Holy Ghost abiding in them. That's been the problem with the Pentecostal nation. They think if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. No. The moment you got born again, whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Catholic, it does not matter. The moment you're born again, the Spirit of God 
moves in. It's the Spirit that abides. That's salvation. But then the Spirit has what? A twofold. Everybody say twofold. Jesus said to the church in, in, in Acts chapter 1, He says, you sh- shall receive power when the Holy Ghost does what? Comes upon you. He's already in you. He's already in you. The first experience, salvation, is the abiding Spirit. The second experience, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is the empowering Spirit. You shall receive what? Power. Now, it says here, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our what? Infirmities or weaknesses. Let me read it in the Amplified. Let me find it here. Verse 26. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit Himself, thank God Amplified it got it right, Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf. Now here it says, with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Another poor translation. Remember the Bible is translation, originally written in Greek. There was some Latin that was put in it. There was some Aramaic that was in it, but originally all in Greek. They brought it out. Now there are other Young's translation. I believe, uh, who was it I was reading in a couple of months ago? Uh, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll drag up some of the other translations later that talk about, actually this is speaking of praying in tongues. Praying in an unknown tongue, in an unknown language, because you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. But now listen to what it says. It helps. You don't know what to pray. You ever been there? You ever been there? Wonder how in the world I'm going to pray over this thing. I don't know what to pray, and I don't know how to pray it. But now the Holy Ghost, Jesus, in teaching on the Holy Ghost, said I, it's expedient that I go away, because if I go away, then the Comforter can come. The word Comforter literally has a sevenfold meaning. Comforter, Intercessor, Advocate, Standby, Strengthener, and there's two others. Slip my mind right offhand. I'll go look them up later. But anyway, it's a multifaceted ability that the helper stand by. Helper and stand. He is your helper. He is your standby. He is your counselor. He is your advocate. He is your intercessor. Are you with me? And he's also your comforter and he's your strengthener. There's all seven right there. Therefore, we must understand in prayer, we need help. Anybody ever need help in prayer? Here comes the Holy Ghost. You're praying. you got a situation going on at your job, in your marriage. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm so thankful I have access, but I'm so limited in my, in my mind. I'm so limited in my, in my intellect. So I thank you that you've empowered me with the Holy Ghost, that he's come upon me. So I'm going to take this time, and I'm going to begin to pray over this situation. And you can just go on and pray for 10 minutes or 10 hours. But here's the thing. If you learn the skill the art of praying in the Holy Ghost, you will pray till you know you've prayed. Oh, Pentecostal term, you know you've prayed through. Actually, I call it knowing that you get a note of victory. It just rises up in your spirit. All of a sudden, you know, I got it. There it is right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you've done this. Now, notice this. How's my time? Good. Got a couple more minutes. Likewise, let me start all over at the beginning. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, But the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth 
what is the mind of the Spirit, big S, the Holy Spirit, because He maketh intercession for the saints. I love this. I love this. According to the will of God. Are you ready? That means every time you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the will of God. People say, how in the world do you find the will of God? How do you do it? You pray in the Holy Ghost. I used to get comments from pastor after pastor. I'd go to their churches. I didn't know anything that was going on. I didn't go in there and try to pull on people for information. I'd just go check into the hotel room, start praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Many times, the first service, I'd just take off on a series. Sunday through Wednesday night, many times, we'd just start to, at the end, the pastor would come to me many times and say, how did you know, how did you know to preach that on Tuesday night? How did you know to preach what you preached on Sunday night? How did you know to preach what you preached on Tuesday morning? How did you know to do that? I said, I didn't know to do that. The Holy Ghost knew to do it because I had prayed in the Spirit and the Spirit had prepared me for something I didn't even know how to pray nor what to pray for. Now just think if you could add that to your life, to your business, to your marriage, to every aspect. That's why it is so important to pray in the Spirit every day. Because in praying in the Spirit every day, you can be assured of staying in line with the will of God. And I want you to know, if you're a person that prays in the Holy Ghost, you will know at the moment you step outside the will of God, you will know, I ain't supposed to be here. I ain't supposed to be doing this. I ain't supposed to be listening to this. I ain't supposed to be watching that. There will be an automatic, almost a feeling will come into your spirit. Like one guy said, it's like washing your feet with your socks on. You know something ain't right, amen? Well, that's one of the, that's one of the benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. Now notice what it says. He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, are you ready for the most misused scripture in the Bible? Are you ready? Here it is. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. You say, what do you mean misuse Scripture? <laughs> Every negative thing that happens to people, you get in a car wreck, get your arm cut off. And some well-meaning say, all things work together for your good. Well, my arm didn't get cut off, didn't work together for my good. That does not mean everything that happens in your life works together for your good. How many have had some things happen in life that did not work together for your good? Then that scripture is either taken out of context and misused or we are not understanding its meaning. Let me read it again. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called or the called, according to His purpose. Let me read it in the Amplified. Where am I at here? Verse 28. We are assured and we know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. Now let's sum it up. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in unknown tongues. People say, I just can't do it. My mind wanders. My, you know, that's a good, let me just help you in a little practical application of prayer. Go into your prayer closet. Open your Bible up. Get your prayer log out. Write down the date. Write a couple of thoughts down. Look at a couple of scriptures. Start praying and worshiping God. Maybe cut on some, some worship music real low, barely audible, real low. Then start praying in the Holy Ghost and you'll find out it's much easier to stay focused. And as you pray in the Holy Ghost, be assured, 
The Spirit of God is helping you pray. It's helping you pray the will of God. And after you've prayed in the Holy Ghost and prayed the will of God, you can be assured that all things are working together for your good. That Scripture is not applicable to every Christian. That Scripture is only applicable to those who are praying in the Spirit. Those that pray in the Spirit can understand that all things are going to work together. Lee and I have had some things in our life that we thought, man, what is this? This does not look good at all, but we'd been praying in the Holy Ghost. We'd been praying in tongues, and we said, well, I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I know God's going to work this thing for our good, and time after time, Walking into this building, seeing it destroyed, looking around at all the destruction, then going through the files and finding no insurance to cover it. But you know what? As a church, since our beginning in 2002, we'd been praying corporately in the Holy Ghost, meeting every Tuesday night, praying in tongues. Praying. Did you know the destruction of the building was turned to our good? We fed over 60,000 meals in nine weeks. We turned our parking lot into a, to an epicenter where people were coming in and picking up water and getting clothes and being ministered to, and teams were going out and touching the communi- community, and people were coming in. God had taken, He had organized the entire recovery. He sent in over $350,000 and rebuilt the building. He did everything, and when we got back into the building on Easter Sunday, we looked around and went, Woo! All things work together for our good even a direct hit by a Category 3 hurricane. The tragedy. Not every church could claim that. Not every church could claim it. You say, why? Not every church prays in the Holy Ghost. Not every church prays in the Spirit. So you can be assured as a person of prayer that if you will pray in the Spirit, and here's the thing, folks. You know, you hear me get up here and talk about all this stuff, and you know, I've lived in hotel rooms and lived in my prayer closet for almost 30 years now and praying all the time. I'm a pastor. I pastor the church. You don't have the time to pray like I do. You don't have time to spend. But at least do something every day. Pray five minutes. Pray 10 minutes. Pray 15 minutes. You'll never find time to do it. Make time to do it. And make a decision. I'm going to do that. I don't do it because I say it. Don't do it uh, because you think it's a good idea. Do it because it's in the Word of God. That's why you do anything is because it's in the Word of God. Begin praying in the Holy Ghost every day, and then you will begin to see things in your life beginning to turn for good. God will begin to change this and change that and change this and change that, and this will begin to happen. That be, and you'll, be see, you'll begin to see the wisdom of God in everything that happens and in everything that God does. Amen? You love the Lord? Well, lift your hands for a moment and just give it thanks to Thank you for joining us today. We trust you enjoyed the podcast. We extend an invitation to you. Come join us in one of our services Sunday morning, 1045. Tuesday prayer, 730. Thursday evening, midweek service, 730. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. See you there.